Arizona Sports is proud to present the Uprising Podcast. Uprising Podcast. Hello and welcome into the Uprising Podcast. I'm your host, Jake Anderson. My guest today is Phoenix Rising's very first director of soccer development, Steve Cook. Steve has over 30 years of coaching experience both at the youth and professional level, starting all the way in England to youth soccer here in the Valley to USL, and with almost a decade of MLS experience mixed in between. So without further ado, let me bring on Phoenix Rising Director of Soccer Development, Steve Cook. Steve, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? Jake, how are you doing, brother? Very nice to uh, meet you. Sorry we had to meet you like this, uh, obviously, with the times, but... Uh... Yeah, great to meet you, brother. I've only heard great things, so uh, so thank you for having me. You as well, you as well. So, real quick, just checking in with you. How are you doing through all this time? Obviously, not an easy time for anybody. How are you? How's your family? You know, um, surprisingly, I've, I've really had a good time, you know, and, and when I look back at, at the beginning of this, which seems like forever ago, but it's only, what, 10 weeks or so ago now, or even less than that, when we first heard that this was coming online and... I think there was a lot of fear involved, but I think as a, personally, it's been a great period for me to take a look at some things and see if I can improve some things. And then I think more importantly, from a club perspective, you know, the guys have done a really great job and not only the, the coaching staff, support staff, but the players as well, they've been, they've been exemplary, you know, so I think we've learned a lot and but make no mistake, we're ready to get back to it. You know, we can't wait to get back uh, as soon as possible. Oh, I can't imagine. I was uh I was speaking to Rick a little bit last week, and you know you can just tell that itch is there um, from a fan, from the media side as well. So obviously, don't know you very well. Just want to get to know you a little bit. Um, I mean, I could read your resume uh, yeah. for some background, but I want you know let you do most of that. So I'll just go through um, real quick. You know, you were at Sheffield Wednesday. Um, you are from England, obviously, um, and then uh, you were there for a little bit for quite some time actually, and then you came over to. Uh, to the states. Um, I am from Arizona. I'm from Scottsdale. So I've heard of. I know all my friends that played Serena that played Del Sol a lot. Played Blackhawks. I know you might not be okay. a biggest fan yeah, of them, yeah. but no, very, no, familiar, very familiar with them. And then, um, um, uh, ironically, I was uh, talking with Ryan Madden last week as well, and yeah. he said he was with you at, at uh, Colorado Rapids, and you were there right. for quite some time as well. Yeah. Ryan's a um, great. Yeah, you were an academy manager, youth coach, and uh, went all the way to an interim manager at one yeah. point. Uh, you were underneath yeah. the Oscar Pereja and Pablo Mastuani, um, yeah. two names that need no introduction. So I'll let you tell your version of your story. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, when you put it all together like that, it seems uh, a long time, you know. But, but um, for me, I, you know, I'm 51 now. I've been doing it uh, in the coaching world for 30 years, basically, and... Um, it's been a really interesting ride. And when I began at Sheffield Wednesday, I was pretty fortunate to not only get that position, but to be around some incredible people. And uh, I spent six years at Sheffield Wednesday. We were in the Premier League the whole of that time. We had some great young players. And then made the decision to come to Arizona. I kind of at first thought it might be a short period of time because uh, come out and have a good time and do a little bit of coaching as well. I, I could have had my job back at Sheffield Wednesday, that was one of the situations that, that uh, was coming for me. Um, but just got this itch and this love for being in America and Americans and, and the, the fact that I saw soccer. I think when I arrived in 96, it was just coming towards the end of the first year of MLS. And I looked at the situation and saw how not only 
enthusiastic everybody was and how how um, excited they were to, to see the growth of soccer and especially at that moment. Um, but more importantly, I just some really really good people and I thought had that that it would grow immensely. And I think when you look back, twenty four years or whatever it is now, you look back at the growth of soccer and it's been absolutely incredible. Um, and on a personal level, whether that be at Sheffield Wednesday or whether it be at Sereno or at SC Del Sol, I went there for a couple of years. I coached in Las Vegas for a few. Obviously, uh, you just mentioned the Colorado years. I think I spent eight years in Major League Soccer with Colorado, Oklahoma City, uh, and now oh, here. That's right. I completely left out the USL part. My apologies. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, I was asked this question last week about what, what soccer has kind of meant to me, and that is really my career in a nutshell. But I think above everything, I just think about all the wonderful people and great memories and experiences I've been able to have, whether that's a bit of travel or, or meeting people uh, from all different walks of life that, that I just look back and go, wow, you know, who'd have thought it, you know, when, when you, when you just took me back there to the age of 22, I just would never have thought that. And I think when I look back on my career, which I still think has a long way to go, I don't think I'm anywhere near the end yet. I hope I'm certainly not near the end. Um, I just think there's a lot more to come and I think there's a lot more great experiences. But my overriding feeling is how grateful I am for the people that I've been able to share just some incredible days with. So obviously with Phoenix Rising, just the Arizona as a whole is a theme. Um, for those that don't know, Rick is from Tucson and you know, building within Arizona is a big aspiration of his. How much of that and your you know, past uh, experience with youth within in the Valley, how much of that was a factor in bringing you here? A really big factor. You know, I've known Rick for 20 plus years, you know, and, and Rick was a young coach uh, back then. And I think he'd just finished playing in college. We were chatting the other day. My first memory of Rick was I had an 82 boys team that were pretty good. And we, we went and played a game down in Tucson and Rick was playing. So that was my first wow. memory of, of Rick Shantz. And this is, I'm, I'm going to say this was like in 1998 or something like that. Um, it, it was it was much younger back then, so it, 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 <laughs> believe me, it was a very good player against us that day. Um, and then when I look at uh, Blair, Gavin, Corey, Robertson, those those guys were eight and nine years old when I when I first met them. And and Corey actually reminded me uh, when I first got uh, back to Phoenix Rising, he reminded me that I was the first coach that put him in goal. And I think the goalkeeper got injured, and I, I must have said something like, "You know, you're tall, get yourself in goal." So. <laughs> Uh, and he, he looks back on that fondly and he, he went on to not only uh, do very well as a goalkeeper, but now he's working as a goalkeeper coach. So I, I, I kind of smile when things like that happen. Sometimes it's just because by accident, you know, and I've known those guys a long time and I've always had a great affinity for Arizona. I love the place and I think people uh, here are, are enthusiastic about sport. And I think there's always with Arizona, you know, everyone seems to be from somewhere else. But then when you look at our coaching staff, um, you see there are three people that are born and raised here and they have a real love of not only Arizona, but they have a real love of Phoenix Rising. And I think that is really important. In any, in any organization, I think you have to have a number of people who uh, know the place, know the people, they know the culture and, and they live and breathe it every single day. And I think in our coaching staff, we're, we're really, really fortunate. And obviously in the support staff, we're... It's, uh, it's one of the best I've ever been around. And, and let me tell you, that I'm, I'm, I feel, again, very privileged to work with these people every day. 
Wow, that's uh, that's remarkable about playing against these guys when they were when they're much younger, and then you know it all comes back around. Um, making himself sound old, huh? Just a such a big world. There's just so many leagues. There's so many footballers, and it's like, how in the hell? I yeah. hope I can say hell on here. How because in the hell did you guys just all come back together like that? It's that's yeah, incredible. Sometimes it's like lightning in the box, right? And you you never know, and uh, what's what's around the corner. But I think the people you meet along the way and the way you interact with people and communicate. And I think, uh, you know, in a very competitive world, it, and at times it probably becomes a bit of, that's the, that's the main theme of it. You can, you know, re- meet some really great people and make great friendships along the way as well. Well, speaking of competition, last week it came out that Phoenix Rising is a founding member of MLS's Elite Player Developmental Platform. Yeah. Um, so basically... As the uh, you know, development of soccer develop, excuse me, the director of uh, soccer development for Phoenix Rising, um, what does that mean for the club from top to bottom? I think it's a really big moment, and, and obviously I, I can go into Phoenix Rising in a moment. But I think for U.S. soccer, for, for the for the growth of the game to have professional clubs and a professional leagues leading the charge with 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 player development and really trying to improve the players in this country not just for their clubs but for uh, the the national team and 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 in in many cases we have players at the first team level who come from from a lot of different places and i just think it's really good that we have this pathway in america uh, that allows us to produce great players and for phoenix rising you know I think when you look at the top clubs in the world, the best clubs around the world, they have um, a program that is is not just focused on their first team, but they have these academy programs that are high performing. Uh, that they they really bring the community get together as well, and they just offer a platform for these young players to to join a club. And the dream is that you know this seven year old joins a joins a club, and you know they go all the way through, and they have these heroes that they worship along the way, and then they become one of those people. And those stories are told worldwide in all different countries. These young people who join clubs have that pathway. And in order to do that um, and create fans of the game for a long time and create uh, almost a a soccer community uh, of your own, I think you've got to offer these places for people to play and, and, and work hard. And if they have the ability and the ambition and they have the right attitude, I think they can reach their dreams. And we're no different in that regard. We want... We would love it if we could bring players from Arizona who were born here, who join our club at a young age and, and really come through and not only play for the first team, but they help the first team win trophies. That would be that would be the goal. And if that means players along the way, we give a just a great education to and, and they enjoy their time. You know, they, they go to college and play soccer and continue their careers. And then at the other end, maybe they bring their kids back to play soccer at Phoenix rising when, when their parents themselves and, and they, you know, buy a season ticket because they love the club that much. So it's not just about, can we bring that one player through? I see it also as a, just a, a whole club philosophy of creating a, a fan base and a community and great programs for young players. Also within doing that, can we help the first team be more successful by bringing in uh, great players from our local region? You kind of knit- hit the nail right on the head about the national team. My next question was going to be, obviously this looks like it's a, a good step in terms of the United States national team competing. Um, obviously they didn't qualify for the last world cup. You know, you've been in USL and in MLS within the last, you know, since the last time the U S played in the world cup, 
Yeah. Is this something that was in discussion or is this kind of reaction to not qualifying? Would you say? No, I, don't, I don't think this is necessarily a, a reaction to the, to, to the lack of qualification. You know, I, I don't think this is that. I think what it was is that, that, that U S soccer have decided, look, we, we want to focus our energy and our, our resources somewhere else. And major league soccer have really taken on the challenge now of building this youth platform. But when it comes to world cup qualification, you know, Obviously, I was in a dressing room in Colorado with a, with a couple of players who were playing in, in the game down in Trinidad and, um, you know, they were heartbroken, you know, and, and I remember it very, very well. But then when you look at the growth of some countries and I think, you know, when you look at Germany back maybe in 2002 and you look at Spain and even France where their, their great programs and their great growth and exponential growth of not only their, their national team game, but their game in general in those countries, were born out of a, a period of reflection from great disappointment, whether it be not qualifying, like Holland, for example, just didn't qualify for the last tournament. And, and maybe now there is a, a real yeah. period of real reflection. And I think the only time you're really reflecting, look back so hardly at yourselves and look internally at yourselves and, and, and wonder if you could do things better oftentimes it's through the disappointing days and often when you're winning it can cloud uh, some some you know average things that make them appear to be really really good and so I, I hope that in US soccer at all levels whether it be from the the youngest of children to the to the to the biggest star we have in the country can we look back on that period of, of not qualifying and, and, and take that disappointment but use it as a catalyst to achieve greater things in the future and I think I think you know, we have a real opportunity in America to do that. And, and I hope even the, the, the current uh, pandemic that we're all going through when we're not at soccer, I think this is how we viewed it at Phoenix Rising, is can we look at the disappointments of not being able to play games right now and how can we learn and how can we grow and what can we do to improve ourselves when we do come back? And I think that would be something that, you know, U.S. soccer will be looking very hard at. So I'm not entirely sure how this works. So please uh, fill me in. Um, how is this going to differ from the USLA Academy? Will Rising be competing in both? Is it just one or each? Or how does that all work? Yeah, so, so the USL Academy is, is really, if you look back last season, it, it began as almost a, a cup competition. So we, we sent a team of U17s who did very, very well in a, in a regional event and, and then qualified for a national event. And that national event didn't go ahead. It was supposed to be in... in uh, I was going to. I think it was this weekend, actually, Memorial Day weekend. It was going to be oh, this weekend, and for obvious you. reasons, we're we're not going to Florida to play in a national event. So that was the beginning of that USL Academy, which was again gotcha. more of a, an event and a tournament, that kind of thing. And then from that, we've had some recent. I'm actually on the USL Player Development Committee, um, and we've had some recent discussions about looking at the U19. And if you look at uh, Jake Edwards and Liam O'Connell just a, a couple of weeks ago now, they announced that they were going to expand this platform for basically a U19 team. And I think as we see it, it would be, yes, a U19 group, but also include some young professionals that, that would be more you know reserve type players, or it would give younger players an opportunity to not only train with the first team, uh, and, and be in that environment, but then go and compete together against other high-performing USL academies that are there for the same reason. Players who really do want the dream of being a professional player, whether they're 16 or 17 or 18 or 19, 
they're, they're on a pathway that they really want to be professional players as soon as possible. And we have, I think right now we have four players who are under the age of 19 training with our first team. And, and over the course of this season so far, even though we've only just really begun, I'm going to say we've had maybe 10 young players from Phoenix Rising uh, youth programmes train with the first team uh, for extended periods. So I think this is one of the stories that often people don't hear about because they, they obviously see the great work that our professional players are doing. But then behind that, there are, I think it's 10. I think we've had 10 players from our, our youth program come into the first team training sessions during the year. And there are moments when they find it challenging and there are moments when they, they look at these, these heroes of theirs and these grown men and find that it's a tough day and, and they have to learn very quickly and on the job. But every single one of them have handled themselves very, very well. And the hope is that with the USL Academy program, that program could be extended a little bit where those young players don't just come in and train, but then at the weekend they, they have a little bit of a game to play against other professional teams and play with and against professional players, which I think is a big uh, gap in our current development is is that you know you get to a certain age where you're the top end of the youth age group and you really need to be now pushing yourself a little bit more and playing with and against professionals and I think this could give us a real good opportunity to see those players in a in a little bit more of, of a of a of a tougher environment. Well, hopefully, when uh, we're allowed to get out back to training um, for the short time we're allowed to watch training, hopefully we get to see some of those some of those kids when they're get brought up for those training sessions. All right, see, the last question I will ask you is, basically, what is your ultimate goal? When you look back at your time at Phoenix Rising, what is something that is going to have to have been accomplished for you to look back and say, that was a success and I'm proud of my work? Oh, wow, 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 wow. Well, there are several things. Uh, if you said to me one thing... It, you can I, name I, several. I was just... Yeah, I just I, needed I, one. I guess the one thing that, that I would be really proud of is if that we had a, a, a way more integrated whole club environment where every single member of the club, whether they were four years old joining a youth program or they were the captain of the first team, would feel like they were part of the same club in the same organisation with the same ability to excel within that environment and reach their dreams. And I think to do that, you'd have to be really proud of maybe the daily work that we do on the training ground, but also the, the, the feeling of community and welcoming people in and being um, a place that people want to see as a destination and really want to be part of. I think that would be the, the main goal. And in doing that, we have to try to put young players who are from this area into the first team. And, and that is, I know that Rick and, uh, Bobby Dooley are very supportive and our ownership have been incredible when it comes to this. They they really are an, an unbelievable group of people who not only support the first team, but they support soccer in the community. And not just that, but they they see it as a, a bit more of a global uh, thing as well. And, and I think they've been outstanding. And I think to reward all of those people, we would not only have to produce very good players who can play for the first team, but we'd also have to extend our outreach into the younger programs and, and communities where we can say, wow, we, we not only have really, really high performing players, but we also have this fully integrated whole club philosophy that works seamlessly where anyone in the club feels welcome and everybody in the club feels like they have an opportunity to advance their careers, whether it's as a player, as a coach or, or a support staff or, or on maybe on the business side. And I think um, 
when when all is said and done, that is what that is what the great clubs around the world do for for their communities and for their clubs. Well, I can say as living here my entire life, I have not seen a football club do what they have. Phoenix Rising has done, right? Obviously, since they were Arizona United and then transitioned, but. Like I said, you guys are doing fantastic work. Uh, keep it up, Steve. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for your time and uh, take care. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, again, anytime, I really appreciate all your support. No problem. Thank you very much. Take care. Bye-bye. Right, you too. I'll see you. All right. So that was Phoenix Rising Director of Soccer Development, Steve Cook, joining me today. And that's going to do it for this episode of the Uprising Podcast. For more things Phoenix Rising, head over to ArizonaSports.com check out our app, and be sure to tune in to 98.7 FM. You can also follow me on Twitter at JWA1994. Until next time, ci vediamo, a dopo, ciao.